Greetings. Welcome to another episode of the She Is Grace podcast. My guest today is Charity Smith, also known as Miss Mogul. Charity is a real estate and wealth strategist, community developer, mogul talk show host, global speaker, and philanthropist. And also she's the author of The Roar of a Woman. Welcome, Charity. How are you today? I'm blessed. Thank you so much for having me on your show. You are also welcome. It's a pleasure uh, that I have the pleasure actually of chatting with you today. So let's just jump right on in. How did you uh, create this catchy name, your catchy, your trademark, I guess, uh, Miss Mogul? Yes, it's my trademark. So um, briefly, that story started in academia before I became all of those uh, other accolades that you were able to uh, speak about there. My life in my professional life actually started in academia. And so I was training some professionals in corporate development and um, training in business management and business leadership. And so one of my students, after I just kind of rattled off some of my professional um, experience and tried to mesh that into the curriculum, he was kind of flipping and said, well, you're just a mogul, huh? Okay. Oh, wow. And he said it in a very flippant way, but right. it caught on in the class. And so they right. moved from calling me Ms. Smith to Ms. Mogul. And so when I thought about that, I said, you know what? That's it. That's it. So it's a way for me to explain business acumen with academia, meshing it together. And it just kind of grew from there. So I I probably ought to call him and give him some some thanks. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking um, that. Yeah, I probably should give him a call for that. But that's actually how it started. And it just took on a life of its own from there. Wow. What an awesome story for your journey. And I was just thinking in my spirit that God used him as a tool oh, to help you with your branding, how God can use other people around us. And that's that's awesome. And he spoke that into existence because that's who you are today. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you. So your quote, investing in real estate helps women eliminate date, debt and pay off mortgages. Mm -hmm. Expound on this, please. Sure. So how real estate does that? And again, for the sake of time, I would just tell people to go to my website, youcancreateyourowneconomy.com and also look at my other website, mogullive.com, spelled with one L. What I'm saying to women there is there is a way for you to create your own economy in real estate. And that's kind of been the mantra of everything I do now. I show women how to not only purchase the real estate, but how to purchase it wisely. I find that so many times we only look at the cabinets and the countertops, but I train people how to look at real estate. Even if you're buying your residential home, a home you're going to live in, look at it as a business. How do you get equity out of this, this particular property? How do you plan for your retirement with this home? How do you put your children through school if that's what you're going to do with that? How do you do that with no no, no, no student loan debt. Let me give a quick testimony here. Because of what I've learned in real estate and the grace of God, my daughter will be graduating from Howard University uh, next year with honors accolades um, mm -hmm. as a mechanical engineer. But here's the blessing, as if that wasn't enough. There is no student loan debt. Mm -hmm. Wow. No wow. student loan debt. One thing I told God about my children uh, as a divorced mother Father, I want to give my children an inheritance. And there were four things I promised my daughter. I promised her a car, a company, a condo, and college. For all of you who are writing down notes right now, that's a good thing to write down. It four sure is. Company, car, condo, college. To this day, she has an online company. Check. She's graduating from college next year. Check. 
She now has a brand new 2022 uh, Kia Forte check. When wow. she graduates from college with her degree, she will have her first home. And by the grace of God, there will be no mortgage on that because I will know how to buy it smartly for her wow. and then show her how to turn it into an investment property if she does grad school in another place. So it's about knowing how to do it. And you don't have to be a millionaire to get started. No, you no, just have you to don't. know what's, what's required. Right. And that is such an awesome story that you're setting up your daughter for success and you leaving a legacy for her, but then you're setting up her own legacy in the process. So uh, congratulations to you being that focal point in your daughter, daughter's life and having that business savvy lifestyle to make sure that she's coming up doing the right thing as well when it comes to business and home buying and the scholarships you said about her, you know, because my I have a testimony. My daughter is also about to graduate into this year and it's no student loans. She doesn't own anything and it's all through scholarships. Yes. As well, yes. I'm a single parent as well, too. So yes. that's a that's a blessing that God has allowed that too as well. So kudos to you as well for that. So um, as we celebrate women this month, your faith foundation, how did that play a key role for your success? How did my faith play a role in my success? Yes. yes. It is everything. Wow. It is everything. So you, again, have to know my story. And I would encourage you to um, the viewers or the listeners to go and get the book, The Roar of a Woman. Okay. And it's in there. Before all of this happened, um, during the divorce. So let me get, give a little bit of background. I started in real estate right before the crash of 2008 happened. Hmm. So just, you know, marriage was on the rocks. Then the crash happens in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. We're still in that crash. I get divorced. Everything is lost within that divorce. So not only am I starting a business doing an economic downturn, um, but also the depression that happened with that. And the uh, the breakup of the marriage, which is, again, Guinness Book of World Records, the worst divorce of all time. So while I am watching The Lion King, hence the book, uh, The Roar of a Woman, mm -hmm. I hear the voice of God speaking to me in that uh, time, the way I heard Simba speak, uh, Simba hear the, the voice of his father, Mufasa. Essentially, what uh, the father uh, tells the son is, you are more than what you've become. Now, put a pin right there. I had to have already had a faith in God that would resonate with that statement. So that's that's a whole nother conversation, right? right. But just hearing that statement, you are more than what you've become, triggered something in me. It ignited Ooh. a fire right. in me to go back and remember who God had created me to be. I've always mm -hmm. been a, a very strong-willed woman, a very forward-thinking woman. All of that has been the case so far. But to all of you all who are listening, life challenges happen. So let me just end it with this. Life challenges happen. Right. The only way you will get through the darkest of times, in my opinion, is to have a faith in God. Now, people will call it the universe and people will say all this, you know, we'll call the supernatural, all these other things. But the bottom line is this. If you're going to build the empires you say you want to build, if you're going to build the legacies you say you're called to build, if you're going to build the businesses, the enterprises that you're called in ministries too, you have to have a faith in God. At some point, your strength is going to become faint. That is so true. You go get weak. You that's true. Somebody that you can call on that's bigger than you. And that's right. tells us we can cast our cares on him. He cares for us. 
So right. faith is everything. You don't build yeah. without faith. And I totally agree with everything you said, because without my faith foundation, I don't know where I would be today. And I rely on God for every aspect of my life. Mm. When I get up mm. in the mornings, I'm praying and mm. thanking him and, and praying for others and trying mm -hmm. to seek, you know, what would you have me to do today, God? How can I be a blessing for somebody today? And I think as, as entrepreneurs that um, even in professional, professional uh, jobs as well, that we can't do anything without him. We can't make any move without his consent because that's when we make mistakes. So moving forward, mm -hmm. um, what is your strategy for women trying to figure out their God-given uh, potential? I think that's an excellent question. So first I would say slow, even now, slow the momentum. Wow. Slow down and hear. Sometimes we get in such a rush and just life right, and feel right. it feels like life is about to run you over. And so you got to run, run, run. It's almost like that boulder, you know, that's behind right. you. You got to keep running so the boulder doesn't run you over. First of all, you've got to know that you have power to stop that. You have control over your environment. So those women who are seeking for their call in life, their mission in life, what am I supposed to do? Stop. Get out of the rat race. Get quiet so you can hear. Allow God to tell you. And I and this is one way to indicate um, your purpose in life. What have you always been doing, even without pay? Here's wow. my wow. That's true. All my life, I've been talking to people. I've been encouraging people. Mm -hmm. I've been leading people. I've been protecting people in some form or the other. That is what I've always done. Even as a child, my mother would tell me how I was always the kind of the protector of the house coming from a single parent household. I would typically on a weekly basis, get in fights, either protecting my sister or protecting my brother. Somebody would try to steal my little brother's bike in a dress. I would go out there and whoop somebody's behind and bring the bike home. <laughs> so I was always kind of this Harriet Tubman. So assertive. <laughs> all my life, I've been a warrior, but that now transcends into the work I do, how I defend people groups, um, working with women in Ghana. Now that attribute now has come into play. Um, God has blessed me to start Roar Women's Network in Ghana. We had Roar Women's Network USA, Roar Women's Network Latin America. Now we are Roar Women's Network Ghana and we're Roar Global. So congratulations. Thank you. Uh, but I said all that to say that protector, teacher, um, warrior, all of that now is who I've been since the beginning. I would encourage women to go back and really become clear about who you are, right. what you would do if you couldn't get paid for it, and look into that and see where you can monetize that genius. And there, my friend, is where you find your life's work. And let me tell you this, genius will bring money to you. So you may be thinking, for those who are listening, oh, I do this, but I don't know how to monetize that. I guarantee you, whatever you're best at, there is a way to monetize it. That's right. That's right. I totally I agree with it. There. I totally agree with everything you say, said as well. And I like the fact that you said you were a warrior growing up as a little girl and how you used to, you, you were the protector, seemed like to me. Yes, and uh, you also said stop and get out of the rat race and allow yeah. God to speak. Because I believe that when you know your gift is gifts or gift is very key because we can't operate out of our gifts. Because I think yeah. that's when we fail and we don't trust God and slow down, yeah. like you said. 
just kind of smell the roses and be still for a minute because it took me a whole year just to get my Mm -hmm. podcast out. People say, why did it take you so long? Mm -hmm. And I said, because I was trying to hear from God on every step of the way. And I didn't want to rush it because I know this is what he's asked me to do. I wanted to make sure it was his best. And that's the key right there, his best. So can I just affirm you in that? I've heard sure. share that before, but I think it's key even here as your listening audience is listening in. This is such a teaching moment. I love that you waited to hear and to get clarity, but then I love that you put execution after you heard go, Amen. put execution to it. And so I just want to edify you in that publicly. So Thank they you. hear the backstory. They see the beautiful podcast and they hear the beautiful podcast, but they need to know the story behind that. After you heard, you executed. So kudos to you. We wouldn't have your voice in the earth if you hadn't acted. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you, Charity. No, you're very welcome. And I mean that sincerely. I know you do. Act on what we hear. Thank you so much. You can get me emotional. Okay. (laughs) So how how do women learn to communicate their needs as professionals and entrepreneurs? Say it. Say it. Speak it. You know, some of this stuff is not brain surgery or rocket science or it's just not. Okay, so let me let me become the coach and the mentor. First of all, become clear about your needs. What I find is that we get out into these spaces and we're anxious and we're not clear about what we need. So what what brings clarity to that need? Where is your expected end? We start businesses and enterprises and we really don't know what we want them to look like. We just have this itch to get out there and do something. Wait, I cannot stress business planning enough. That's one of the things I'm working with the women in Ghana about. They do a lot of stuff and they just do, 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 do. But they're not clear about why they're doing it or what the expected end is supposed to be. So you can't communicate a need if you... So I cannot stress again the importance of business planning. What I find is that so many of us start businesses or enterprises and we do not understand or really know what the expected end is. You cannot properly communicate your needs, your strengths, your desires, your processes. None of that stuff makes sense without the perspective of an end goal. So I would tell women, first of all, what do you want your business, your organization, your nonprofit, your ministry to look like? Get clear about that. And once you're clear about what that is, be able to communicate that. And so when you're able to properly communicate that, people with resources and the right acumen and the right mindset and the right resources will find you. But you have to be clear about what it is you want what it is you're doing it, doing, why you're doing it, communicate all of that. And it's like I tell my daughter and my son, you have to say it. Don't ever lose your voice. Say what you need. The market is not there to read your mind. Right. That is (laughs) the market is not in the set. We're not mind readers out here. So communicate, communicate, but do it effectively. Right. Communicate. Say it. Well I like the fact that you said be clear about your needs. Say it. And then uh, where is your expected end? And not only that, you mentioned about the business plan, because a lot of I feel like uh, entrepreneurs or business minded individuals, um, I've heard a lot about not having a business plan, how a lot of people will have a business without a business plan. And to me, it seems like there's homework to do. I want to use it 
out, off of college or homework or whatever. But it's, it seemed like that there's some things you need to preparation. That's what I want to say. Preparation is needed to get you get you going. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Not only do I agree with that, but I absolutely teach and execute that. And let me take a bit of a tangent here. Okay. That's something that we've been lacking um, historically in black business is the preparation. We have the desire, we have the zeal, um, and we sometimes ha- we have the skill set. But if we don't properly set the infrastructure up, we become a part of that statistic that the Small Business Administration quotes where three to five uh, businesses don't last past three to five years as a first option. We find a lot of our businesses are in those uh, casualties because we have not properly planned. You have to have an entry strategy. You have to have an exit strategy. How are you going to now scale in this business or get out of it into something else. Mm-hmm. You don't go into business to stay in this one place and do that for 50 years. But many times we have the mindset of, well, I'm going to start my business. And we have no idea of what the future holds, even for the business. Wow. Case in point, write this down, you all who are taking notes. Your business has a life of its own. It will grow. It will be birthed. It will grow. And at some point it will die. It's going to go through cycles. So you have to have an exit strategy for when it's now maybe a uh, case in point, Toys R Us. Right, right. Toys R Us is not here anymore. Good example. Born, it executed, and it died. It but it was not, they didn't have a, a plan. So now yeah. we don't talk about Toys R Us anymore. Right. We don't talk about Blockbuster anymore. Right. But you know what? That Those are good examples of business. And these are like major corporations uh, major companies that fail, that fail, that actually fail, as I can say. But I believe that as women, if we don't speak boldly through Christ and be confident in who, who we are as well and speaking up and knowing what God has given us, if God has spoken to you and said, hey, I want you to do this. And then we don't execute the plan, like you said, and we don't go into prayer about it, even fasting sometimes as well to make sure we're clear. And not only that, be bold through him. He gave you the vision. And like you said, execute it, pray about it, execute it, and then have a plan for the exit. And people don't make the plan for the exit. That is so key. I like when you say, I mean, that was profound even for me that we don't make plans for the exit. Can I revamp the business? Can I uh, shut this down and go do something differently? Or, you know, has the plan changed, God? Did the vision change? And I think that's key to as well. So everything you said is just so profound and I appreciate everything you said. So this is something to, uh, to go back on your childhood. Did you know earlier on that you wanted to be who you are today? It seemed like to me it's something there in your childhood. Resounding, yes. Yes, I knew it. it I knew resounding. it. I knew it. Yes. Yeah, I knew that. I always, you know who my sheroes were? My sheroes were my uh, grandmothers wow. who were very strong-willed women. My mom. As a, a single, you know, she was married to my dad, of course, all of us, um, but divorce. Um, but then there were women like, I, I keep going back to Harriet Tubman and I go back to Queen Nzinga mm-hmm. and I go to Queen Sheba and I go to Deborah, who was the, uh, the the military strategist in the Bible. And I go to Esther, we call her Ooh, Hadassah yes. in, uh, in Hebrew, right. how she was able to lead a nation strategically. I always knew I would be that woman. Okay, so here's a a place for parents to now take note. When you see your child's personality budding, 
feed wisdom, but feed their genius, feed their passion. So many times as parents, we are so overwhelmed with life. We forget that our children are little people with lives and with desire and with genius and with calls on their lives, even as children. When I was five years old, let me tell you a quick story. I was in Head Start. Head start, five years old, and my teacher was a backslidden preacher. Of course, I didn't know this at the time, but I'm using my big man tablet to write my ABCs. And by the unction of the Holy Ghost, I told her, you go going to hell if you don't repent. And I went back to writing my ABCs. Did you hear me? Wow. <laughs> I was what? five years five old. Years wow. Wow. Did not, this is my teacher. I stopped told her, you going to hell if you don't repent. Now, you know, some people will ask, they'll have a lot of opinions course, about that statement. Of course, of you course. You have to know my background. Right, right, right. I come from the Pentecostal, apostolic, <laughs> Judeo-Christian background, and we believe in the fire of the Holy Spirit. But here's my point. 20-something years, no, it was much longer than that. Um, maybe 20 years after we had moved to Texas, we went back home and we found that teacher. And she told my mother that that convicted her to repentance. She went and gave her life back to God. And she's been preaching the gospel ever since. Another story. I was um, eight months old. I think my mother said Mm -hmm. eight months old. And she had this thing for maybe a year old. I can't remember, but I wasn't two yet. I know I wasn't two years old yet. And my mother was, in her words, addicted to soap operas. But she was a prayer warrior. And the soap operas was getting in the way of her prayer time by unction of the Holy Ghost. I rolled out of the bed onto the floor and started singing, yes, Lord, to God. Oh, my yes, goodness. Lord. Oh, my goodness. And, humming it. and my mother said she was convicted by that. And she hadn't watched the soap opera since. So here's my point. God drops his who we are in us as children. Right, he does. Yes, he does. But we have to be aware as parents of who's in our household. I'm clear about who my son and my daughter are. And I call them by the call that's on their life. Whether they operated in it or not, that's who they are. So for those, there you go. And for those who may have older children who are not operating as God has called them to be, don't worry about exactly. it. Keep calling them who they are. Exactly. And I totally agree with what you're saying uh, about being, we don't, we, we don't look at them as little people. Um, we don't feed their passions and their callings on their lives. Because as my daughters were growing, growing up as well, I saw the calling on their lives and I prayed about it daily even praying over them at night when they slept in the bed, they didn't have no yes. idea. And you have to be uh, vigilant and, and int- intentional about the calling they have on their lives. Because as I was growing up, I don't think my mom or dad knew anything about that at the time. And mm-hmm. like I tell my girls now, you know better, you do better. So yeah. with me having so much uh, God and me and, and praying and trying to do the right thing as a mom and and God just speaking to me daily on what to do. And I thank God for his guidance as well. But I think yeah. you're so right about that. And I thank God for your grandmother and your mom as well. Your grandmothers, I think me you too. said, because look at you today. And not only that, the wisdom that they gave you, it's been transferred over to your son and your daughter. And here you are today. You're this big powerhouse that with a big voice. And I say a big voice, that's in a positive way that you have a lot to say. And people want to hear what you have to say as well, because you have some great information and you're so full of wisdom. And and that's a blessing. This is a blessing to have you on today as well. 
So um, what encouragement can you provide for women that have failed at entrepreneurship multiple times? Get up. Now, if you're waiting on me to pacify you, if you were waiting on me to coddle you, get up. Now, getting up isn't always pretty. Getting up isn't always easy. Getting up isn't always convenient. But when you know you have a call, this is something, it's funny you bring this up. This is something I told my daughter. Mm-hmm. I, and I I got this analogy from uh, something I saw on social media where there was this big iceberg mm-hmm. and this beautiful peak was on the top of the water. This big, beautiful iceberg. But under the water, there was this huge mountain that nobody could see. We only saw the beauty of how white and beautiful that mountaintop was, but under the water was brown and and you know uh, sea creatures had started to attach itself to the ice and grow. Wow. Here is my point: people see this success, but they don't know the story behind it. Right. You will eventually get there if you do not quit. Bible tells us if we faint in the day of adversity, our faith is small. Don't, don't quit. quit. Nobody. This was easy, but I promise you the faith you have in God, and this is what we also forget, the faith you have in yourself will get you where you have to go. Don't quit. He always sends somebody along the way to either inspire you, to invest in you, to give you the acumen or the strategy you need. You'll find the answers. But if you know you're called, don't quit. I love everything you said about that because it's so true that we have to love ourselves enough and had that bold confidence to say, well, God gave me this, this calling. This is what I need to be focused on. If I do fail at some point, then like you said, pick up the pieces and start all over again. I know several millionaires that have failed like several times and yes. still made it. Uh, and some of them in their 50s. It took them that long yes. to capture what God had for them. And like you said, don't quit. That's the main thing that I even told my girls growing up. Don't ever quit. If God gave you something, follow through with it. I don't care. I don't care if it's a vision. You think that it would never happen. It can't even manifest. Still work hard at it. And I'm for sure you had struggles along the way as well before you actually became this powerhouse, right? Who hasn't? But absolutely. I could tell you um, some crazy stories, you know, about all matter of foolish, <laughs> foolishness, I almost said tomfoolery, right. <laughs> all matter of tomfoolery happened along the way. But here's the thing. You don't become a mogul. You don't become a powerhouse. These are your words. And thank you for that. You're you welcome. don't become those things. If you stop, you don't become successful in failure. Right. It's true. If you stop in failure, you never see the success your heart longs for. Right. You got to move past it. You can't stay stuck in a rut. You can't be stuck at a certain you point not. and you feel like you can't get out of that rut or you can't get out that, that 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 position that you're in. But see, that's when God comes into play and you have that's to trust true. him and pray and have that faith foundation that God, I'm failing. I failed, but I have to trust you for the next vision, for the next whatever else you see for me. Maybe I need to remix it and do something different for the second business. Maybe just go in a whole new direction. And maybe you need a business plan. Amen. Maybe yes. you failed because yes. you just put a, a, a learning moment here. Yes. Sometimes we get we get beat up in business and then we say, oh, God isn't with me. Mm-hmm. Sit, that's not it's true. Not. You know what your issue is? You didn't plan. Right. Right. So you can't blame God. You can't blame <laughs> the business. 
You can't blame the market. Yeah. You can't blame your customers. Yeah. You didn't plan. Yeah. And and that's so pre- and that's preparation. Planning is preparation, yeah. getting you ready for this big, big, I mean, I would say huge business because I always think positive that way and always try to manifest things in my life. But as you did as well, I'm for sure you had a lot of preparation. But again, the business plan was a it was yeah. a key focus. Wow. I love that. I love that. So let me ask you this here. Do you, I know you teach uh, or preach, I would say teach or preach the business plan to everybody, but are the women receptive of that or do they don't want to do it? Is it like a little lazy spirit? Maybe, maybe just they think it's too much work. What do you think it is that they don't want to have a business plan? They don't believe in themselves. Wow. It's, this is the thing I know. You don't create the will differently. Right. Whoever, if you want my will, if you want my recipe, if you want my cake, whatever it is you want from me, you've got to go by the way that I went. If you go a different way, you're going to get a different outcome. If you want success, you have to do what successful people do. There is no shortcut. Right. There is no way around it. So you can talk about, a, you know, that that's that church lingo. You got a lazy spirit. Mm-hmm. You don't believe in your own success. If you don't want to prepare, if you want to take shortcuts, you don't believe in the longevity of your own legacy to do that. Wow. And so that tells me that my pearls now are going to be, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have my pearls trampled on. So if you don't want this, mm-hmm. then I am not the coach, the leader, the strategist, the mentor for you. Right. Wow. Because I believe in building something that's lasting. So I would say people who don't want to do that, I would first check their mindset. Right. Mind- it's very clear they don't believe in their own success if they don't want to do it. Yeah, and I think mindset is very, very key, key as well because um, if we don't get it in our mind and see it for ourselves, envision it as well that I can do this. God gave me this gift, and you know, let me pray about it again. Let me just make sure I'm on track. Um, let me have clarity before I just step out. Let me do the business plan. But there are so many key steps, Charity, that one has to take to get to that 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 lasting point or that point of launching a business. And I think you're so right about if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a business plan, if you're not preparing for that business. Because it's take even coming out with my self-published book myself, I had to do so much research even on that. It took me a while to even do that as well. So to me, anything that's worth doing is going to take time and preparation. And the key three things that I kind of took away from this is that we have to pray with the be still, and we definitely have to believe in ourselves and believe in our success. Anything you want to add, add to that as well? Mindset is everything. I host um, the Mogul Method, which is a master course, and people can read about it on you can create your own economy.com. Okay. But you have to have the right mindset. God is not going to complete your business plan for you. Right. I'm going to say that again. Mm. You can have all the faith in the world, but God is not going to do all the work that your hands can do. You're going to have to do that. And so I talk to people about having the mindset of success. And um, again, the things that you talked about, and we said in the series, faith, preparation, being still, but having the right foundation right. is so key. Right. So for those people who want that information, they can go to the website at youcancreateyourowneconomy.com and click on um, the mogul method okay. and find out how to set the mindset. And then we talk about oppos- uh, optimization. We talk about God and goals. We talk about utilization. And then we talk about legacy and leverage. 
how all of this is in business. So uh, you can't escape God, not even in business. Can't. And you know, <laughs> you have so much information. I want to look at your website as well, and I've been doing my research on you as well. But you have in a in array of information for women. I mean, it it just it's just so amazing. It's so profound that. God has have you have you here today in this this particular journey because you're doing so much to you know help women out in so many different aspects of their lives. So thank you for that again. And it's my call. Yes, it is definitely your call. It's definitely your call. You are operating your gifts, not give but gifts. So Charity, can you please share your show, uh, social media platforms? Yes. So people can find me and the show on Facebook. If you want to find me, it's Charity Smith, Ms. Mogul on Facebook. For the show, it's Master Your Morning with Ms. Mogul. That's on Facebook. On LinkedIn, I'm Charity Ms. Mogul Smith, LinkedIn. And on Instagram, I am Ms. Mogul. You can find, oh, and our YouTube channel, oh. Mogul Life TV. We're on YouTube as well, Mogul Life TV. Okay, that's a new one for me, Mogul Life TV. Well, thank you, Charity, for being a guest today. This has been a sheer pleasure. I mean, you have a wealth, you're welcome, uh, but you have a wealth of knowledge. And um, this is just so key. This is so key for women to be able to have a platform and have someone like you so they can be able to follow their dreams, follow their God-given gifts gifts and be successful at it as an F, excuse me, at it as well. So thank you again for being a guest today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in today and always live your truth with God's guidance. Blessings.